0: This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at place 2 the only place to be in your pop culture world.
1: Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PBS NBA Team Podcast. We were out for two weeks. Per usual, we're back, and oh man. We got a lot to talk about, don't we, Adam? <laughs> it got busy real fast and it was like one, we were thinking about it um even for one week's time. We were like, "Oh, there's a lot here." But uh we we and had then to we do waited these... and then two nights in a row of 60 point of dual 60 point plus games when we hadn't had one of them since 1978.
0: Okay, Under well, we will start with the offensive
1: Ex- explosion extravaganza
0: where yeah. it, it's just like oprah you get a 60 point game you get a 60 point game you can be high. and it's just number one it's fun to watch them chase it especially like is it when when they're hit. like watching luca Do you
1: think the nba the way it's being played with the offensive back and forth and the possessions being higher than ever you think it's fun no, I'm not being I'm yes not trying to be like, I'm not just trying to argue for the sake of arguing. I just want you to like, do you enjoy that type of basketball? There's there's two different types.
0: There's the one like Luca when he had his 73 where he was just hitting everything.
1: Yeah. And, and, and then that there's was the one a, that was a steady diet of Luca Doncic. We have, you know, there's these all these different types. We'll talk about another one with Joel Embiid where he had, I think, or, or Carl Towns where he had like 50 in the first half. This was just like. It was it was almost methodical how he just absolutely destroyed the Hawks defense in that game. We're talking about Luka Doncic scoring 73. He just like first quarter 20, then he gets 20 more in the second, 30 gets 30. Like <laughs> it just like it just kept coming, you know? That's how that game came. And then there's the
0: ones where you get you know, 70 points or Kobe's famous 81 where you just took 45 shots to get 80 points and you have you know, like Embiid has thirty free throws with it. Those no. are not fun to watch.
1: No, uh, thirty-three. Just, I'll just count these. Watch. Um, for Devin Booker, he had thirty-seven field goal attempts on his when they lost to the Pacers, and he got sixty-two points. Luca had thirty-three, as well. For um, for Embiid, he had forty-one field goal attempts. I don't even. I don't even remember how many Carl Towns had. I do know this: that in the first half, Towns is on pace to score a hundred. He was, and, he, and then and then he the, calmed down.
0: The problem with Minnesota is they're just all morons, and they all said, ha, 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 let's get him the points, let's get him the points. And Chris Finch lit him
1: up in the press conference after that. Yeah.
0: yeah, and there was nobody in the room who said, you know what, guys, maybe we should get the win. Ha, ha, let's get the points. Whereas, you know, Embiid and Luke, hey, you know, let's close out the fourth. It's great he's doing this, but we still need to play D. We still need to – Minnesota, like, there's there's no adults in the room there. It's yeah. just all junior high, and it's just – they're very frustrated. Anthony too.
1: Edwards, like, did not take a shot in the first half. Like, that should never happen. I'm being real. That should never, ever happen. You're an NBA all-star caliber player. He'll probably be picked as a reserve. You need to go get yours. Don't be like, oh, I'll just do a bunch of assists because Towns is hot. Well, what if he just goes cold all of a sudden? You might lose the game. And that's yeah. what happened with the Hornets and the Wolves.
0: And then you're not running plays because you're just I need to keep feeding him. I need to keep feeding him. ISO, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, it's not that's why I said watching great players be masters of their art is a beautiful thing. Watching just volume being pushed out, not not really exciting.
1: What, did you enjoy the double overtime game between the Lakers and the Wolf, and the Warriors? where curry goes for 46 and lebron at his age gets a 30 point triple double in double overtime.
0: Oh uh, yeah, of course you're going to get those stats padded with the extra two periods. Of yes. Time. Uh,
1: but you know the uh, the one thing that th- those games the four met, the big ones where everybody's where you know they scored 60 where four different players scored 60 or more, which I mean, let's let's give a hand to those Four guys. I mean, that's incredible. You know, I mean, we've had, I don't think we had, we did have a 64 point game with Giannis earlier, his career high. But th- this is like, it's just the sequencing of it and how close together they were, where Embiid was the first one to do it. My opinion, Adam. And I know we got other topics that we're going to hit. My opinion was that Embiid had, that was kind of, I feel like all these players have vendetta, not vendettas, but they get a, they have an ax to grind. They look for motivation. I thought, I felt like the motivation for Embiid was those reports of, oh, well, you're at the, you're at that point where if you sit more games, then you're not going to be able to be recognized for MVP because you don't meet the threshold of minimum games played. So he just decided, all right, well, I'm just going to dominate for an entire week and show that I'm still the best player in the league. And this was one of those games against the Spurs. That game was a blowout.
0: Well, that was games
1: were close. The other three games were close.
0: You know, the Embiid won against the Spurs, and that was the okay. You're the future of the NBA. You're the greatest thing since sliced bread. All right, I will show you what it is. And then Embiid just went out, and then to not play against Denver.
1: That will be a fine because that's a nationally televised game. It was on a ABC because now they're sneaking back into the weekends because national TV because the NFL is pretty much finishing up. Yep, so,
0: they're promoting yeah, it, they're and fine. it's a big thing. Yeah. And
1: yeah, I hate that. I don't want to sound like I'm shushing them, but <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get fined for that for sure
0: hmm. OK, so let's get into all the big.
1: Yeah, the that big was things. fun. The individual performances was phenomenal. Amazing. I love when they play. Can you top this? One player goes off and the others want to do the same. That's awesome. I like that. There's a lot of other things going on. Do you want to talk about the transactions? The trades? Well,
0: let's let's start with the we, we took a week off. Mm-hmm. We we're like, OK, we could we could do the the Pascal Siakam trade, but eh, let's that was. a pretty got,
1: simple, You know, Adam, you know what surprised me about the Pascal Siakam trade? How basic it was. You know, a one-plus-one player, some throw-ins from other teams, and draft picks for Siakam, who is going to be a free agent. It was pretty simple. It made sense on all sides.
0: I don't want to say it was disappointing for Toronto because with the
1: Knicks, you got these
0: these two starters. They look awesome. You know you're going to be losing games. You know this is a, a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. So let's just get everyone in on the same page with Scotty Barnes and oh they look they look pretty good. RJ Barrett co- looks like a completely different player.
1: They're um, losing games, but it's it's the Raptors are not equipped. They're yeah,
0: cuz yeah, they're they're selling their pieces and of course it it's a downgrade. But and then this one, well, okay, here's Bruce Brown for salary purposes. Yeah, they're not going to keep him. He doesn't offer much and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to pay big money to get him and you don't get Obi Toppin, you don't get Drew Walker, you don't get you just get two picks next year or okay, that's something, but it's just like you couldn't have gotten one of those two guys,
1: pride anybody away from and the third one is a top four protective pick, which we always know like that's really hard to actually attain. Because well, once you get once you get to that point. Those teams are tanking, and they're purposely trying to get into that position to be one of the worst records to ensure getting a top four, or top five or top ten protection. whatever the protection is, they try to keep it. They try their best to keep it,
0: yeah, but they, you know Toronto owes their pick to San Antonio anyways. Mm-hmm. If they fall out of the top six, so and the other one is it... so
1: it's involved in the James Harden Philly deal, and then a separate deal involving Al Horford back from twenty twenty involved in between the Thunder and the in, the in the in the in the Sixers. It's so complicated. I don't even want to. I can't even keep track of it. You know,
0: trades are getting so it's impossible. It's to the keep lesser.
1: It. So the Thunder had three firsts, I believe, going into the twenty four draft, and this is the least favorable of the three. That one goes to uh to. Toronto. That's, I think that's what it is.
0: It's It's, a pick and it's a body. And as we know with Toronto, who likes to take gambles on lesser known talent as in, you know, Siakam, uh, Bruno Caboclo, uh, Rafael Ariuso. They missed. They just
1: one of the guys involved in was in the trade was a guy who they picked in the first round. Malachi Flynn.
0: Malachi. Well, that was a late and that was sort of what we need a point guard due to Kyle Lowry going and everybody thought they would get Suggs and Mm -hmm. they they got Scotty Barnes, which that's why that's why they get paid millions of dollars to do what they do. And that was a great pickup for them. But okay, Toronto is pretty much mostly done. I can't see anyone blowing their doors down for for Gary Trent or Bruce Brown or really anyone else on that roster. I mean, they might make a couple pieces. Let's just try to get some young people to, you know, do the Detroit. Let's get your young garbage and see, maybe we could, you know, have a reclamation project, but yeah, and, and
1: Detroit was in a very small one That We actually talked about it because it broke during our show. So we actually talked a little bit about that one. And then the other one um involves the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat for Miami. It's definitely an upgrade. They get Terry Rozier and they get off of Kyle Lowry's uh, expiring money. They did have to give up a pick. The pick is going to be 2027. I looked into it and it's because. In the, it's the every two years rule, giving up a first rounder, and they had already given up one up in 2025 uh, to the Thunder. So this is, uh, this is why it was the 2027 first round pick to Charlotte. So, so it took me a while.
0: Yeah. It took me a while to get into this trade. Yeah. Because I'm like, why are you getting Terry Rogier? There are better point guards.
1: He's a good, prolific point guard. He can score. He can get 30 points for you.
0: That's the thing is they need scoring.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thinking they need a complete player. And it's like, well, no, because that's what they're. Jimmy Butler is like Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, and we know what he can do in April and May and June. Okay, well, let's not be delusional. But he's averaging like 20 points a game. He's yeah, not averaging the, two steals a game. He's just kind of like malazing through the regular season right now. And Kyle
0: Lowry has fallen off his old age cliff. Mm. And, um, he cannot
1: play anymore, dude.
0: <laughs> you lose, you know, your your unheralded, undrafted G League players. Didn't really, you know, yeah, I mean Haka's Jr., huge. We we all love him. But, but he's outside hurt. he is hurt. But outside of that, okay, your bench is a little weak. So get in that second unit scoring uh pressure. Like, okay, I'm I'm all focused. I'm like, yeah, we mentioned two weeks ago, there's Brogdon out there, there's Clarkson out there. There's even D'Angelo Russell, if if that's what you want. I'm like they're all higher than than Terry Rozier, but yes, now Memphis can hopefully decide with their whole fake PR campaign that nobody believed. Hey, we don't want to, we don't want to break up this team because we're still looking to get the plans. It's like everyone's like, have you looked at your roster? You're not good, and so now Gordon Hayward can be bought out, and then you can move on from Bridges. If he allows it, which I don't know why
1: Bridges has looked so good that I think that they're just gonna keep him. You know Well he
0: has he has a right yeah. to refuse a trade due to him starting the qualifying offer because that affects his birth oh, rights.
1: Oh okay. You got you got, you stumped me on that one. Uh Brandon Miller's playing more uh, P.J. Washington had a 40 point game. So they're kind of like opening it up. They're like, OK, this is the roster. We're not going to be winning games. Let's just throw shit at the wall and we'll see the results. Um, the one thing about Miami that's also interesting is that they, you know, they, they do share the ball amongst each other because they're, they don't have when Jimmy Butler's not going off, they don't really have one go to guy. So they have Butler, Hero at But here's what surprised me. Caleb Martin actually leads the team in assists per game. I have to think Terry Rogier is going to become their de facto point guard.
0: Well, where does that put Tyler Hero? Move him off.
1: Uh, six man. <laughs> he's getting paid. He'll he goes happy.
0: back to the bench. Yeah, he'll.
1: Yeah, he twenty two will... points. he's a leading scorer. Did you know that? Have you ever seen a leading scorer in the NBA as a six man? I'm sure there's been examples, but like Lou Williams probably led the team in scoring one time as off the bench. But I'm going to
0: say Lou Williams is probably here. Like when he's in You're Toronto or
1: something, bet. yeah. <laughs> in the, but, but yeah, that'd be kind of weird with if they if they tried to revert that. Um, yeah, they they gotta um they have to juggle a few things there. Maybe Duncan Robinson off the bench, but it I think Miami's fine. The last time I glanced at their record, they're like right there in the middle of it with the uh, with the East standings. Uh, we don't really have to talk about the standings that much because there wasn't really a lot of movement.
0: Okay, then we will. Move on to the next topic. So how many people had Adrian Griffin being the first coach let go this year?
1: No one. Because a first-year coach never gets fired. Or a first-year coach never gets fired in the middle of their first year. Unless there's a complete and total, oh. like,
0: breakdown. Unless you're David Blatt.
1: Uh, John Beeline. When he said the thugs comment. And the team basically, like, turned on him. Like, that's and, the kind of thing.
0: And it sounds like this was just a... Uh... I don't know. Uh, what have what is your take on this before I go I into it? I
1: thought Terry Stotts was going to assume the head coaching role because that's what Damian Lillard wanted. That was my snap judgment right when I
0: Until heard you realize that Terry Stotts quit 3 days before the season.
1: <laughs> well, he can always come back. <laughs> and you know who else he can was... come back? Doc Rivers cuz he took the job
0: Adrian Griffin thought that Terry Stotts was undermining him, and Terry Stotts says, "Okay, that's it. I'm out. See ya." And you
1: know what happened? You know what Giannis said? This is what undermining looks like, and he got him fired. Giannis that that's said be. every Giannis and Dame probably went to the ownership of his head.
0: No, Giannis has said, "I don't know why what's going on." Giannis, just watching him, he is a complete lives, breathes basketball, everything. I don't
1: know. I smell some heel work here. <laughs> Remember but that he, video when Drew Holiday was in the locker room and he like didn't even reckon, he didn't even acknowledge him. Don't forget Giannis picked the coach. He's got the annoying manager, Thanassus. <laughs> <laughs> Giannis
0: picked him. The, the final three all had interviews with him and Drew Holiday, and maybe Chris Middleton was there, but
1: Adrian they, Griffin had had been a career assistant and he didn't really have an identity as a head coach. So it was a great unknown.
0: And then he sold the team on this defensive concept, and then it's one of those things where things happen and you can't really blame anybody. He sold the team on a defensive concept. Okay, we're going to do all this.
1: And
0: then you trade away their defensive centerpiece in Drew Holiday, and you yep. bring in Dame Lillard, who guards nothing.
1: Yep. Their offense is explosive. Like, they're, I think they're top. I think they're still top five in offenses. of fish seen this crazy NBA where everybody's scoring. But I just watched them blow out the Pelicans. But they, they're they with Joe Prunty. By the way, I thought I remembered this. This is the second time Joe Prunty has been the interim head coach. You know that? Because he mm-hmm. did it uh, after Jason Kidd was fired um, back in 2018. Then Doc Rivers slides in. <laughs> There's a the smaller consequence of who is now the broadcast team for ABC. But I don't think anyone cares about that. Um, they'll probably just go with Breen and uh and uh and Doris Burke, but for Rivers, this is clearly Doc Rivers saying, I want to show everybody that I can, I can really do this, I can carry a great team to an NBA championship. And it's almost like he's kind of built up to the point, it's like, okay, the Clippers had the potential, and yes, I made missteps where we blew that series lead in the bubble, but it was going to be hard to win an NBA championship uh, with the Clippers, and then um. In Philly, he was like, well, I've got all the pieces, but then they fall short again. Now I think he's almost putting himself in a position of like, okay, if this team doesn't win an NBA championship, it is my fault. You know, this is a team that can win an NBA title. Let's get. Are, am I, are we still both on the same page on that? The Bucs could still win the NBA championship.
0: The Bucks are still the number two team in the East. Mm-hmm. I still have them ahead of Philly because Philly is missing a piece and... Um, a lot of, but does Doc it.
1: Rivers get them closer to that? Uh, I don't know. We, we, we
0: just, just know Doc Doc's going to blow a three-one lead, and
1: that's what I was going to say. Does Doc Rivers being there get them further away from winning a championship? That that was why I was surprised they hired him in the first place. But they just wanted, I guess, they just wanted a defensive person. That that's all they wanted, a leader.
0: Well, you don't fire a coach midseason without having the replacement already lined up before this all
1: happens. And it was very strange how it happened. Chris Haynes breaks the news. It gets dropped in the middle of inside the NBA on TNT, which never happens. You know, I think they were just trying to beat Woj and Shams to the punch. It was almost like it almost looked like state TV. Like they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Doc Rivers. It was almost like Doc Rivers being announced as the new head coach was more publicized than the fact that Adrian Griffin was Griffin was fired. It
0: was just well, it was shocking because they were so good. Yeah, we we, you know, haven't watched Milwaukee. It was just like, yeah, there's something wrong with this team. They're playing different. What's going on here? And like I said earlier, it was Dame. You bring Damon who doesn't play defense, and then you bring somebody in who has this whole defensive idea. And he tr- tried to will that, well, we're gonna still keep playing it this way. It's like, well, you can't because your pieces have changed now. Mm-hmm. You can't But you need Dame. You know? And but and then Dame willed him to more wins than they should, and it was just you know, uh, the the ownership and upper management got nervous because they put all their eggs in this Dame and Giannis are that that's going to be the team. And it's a
1: it's a lethal duo, Adam. Let's not be delusional. Like it is, but playoffs. I'm they saying can go
0: in off. three years, when Dame's getting sixty million dollars, mm-hmm. it's not going to be that lethal anymore.
1: Well, I mean, we still see him sometimes. Um, <laughs> like uh, he had that. Uh, listen, he had that Pistons. Uh, it's the Pistons, okay. But he had that game where he had, like, uh, five threes and 45 points. Like, he can go off so, still. And Giannis, this goes without saying, he's still, like, a top five MVP candidate. I think Joel Embiid's got it in the bag, to be quite honest. That's a whole other topic. But...
0: Hey, he's not going to get enough games.
1: Oh, okay. You So you think the 73-point game pushed Luka back into contention? No, think White,
0: I, yo, I think sh- it's... we. I had joked about this, what, two, three episodes ago. I'm like... What's going to happen if Embiid doesn't make that thing? He's putting up such insane numbers and he's going to fall the, short the, by like one 60, or two games.
1: It's 65, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: I think we said like he only has six games he could take off the rest of the season, which is like yeah. five
1: now. And you know what's and funny? I was, I, was mm, at, I was looking at – Good luck with that. And, I was even looking at my stats. Um I totally forgot, like, right after we recorded, Damian Lillard hit that buzzer beater against the Kings. So it's like, wow, like, they went from, like, being super happy to, like, we need to fire this coach. I mean, that was very, that was a quick hook, man. The only quicker ones were Bob Weiss and Jerry Tarkanian back in the early 90s Spurs days. Like, and Tarkanian was just, like, I think it was just an audition. It was like, hey, you're just, you finished with the running Rebels. Uh, Why don't you just try it out for a little while? Tark was like, nah, this sucks. I don't like it. (laughs) That was the quickest uh, head coaching tenure ever, along with Bob Weiss before uh, before um, Adrian Griffin. I think Griffin will get another chance somewhere. I think he got undermined for sure.
0: Other movements is our perennial favorite: Washington Wizards, who said Wes Unseld. Finally, we're gonna we're gonna save you.
1: Oh man, uh, yeah, they they no, they promoted him, man, and he didn't read the news release. They they put him in the front office.
0: They mutually decided his, his best place is not to be. They did,
1: that to, they did that to Dwayne Casey, too. It's basically, hey, we're not going to buy out your contract now. It's a little too expensive. But you're not coaching anymore no because we don't want you being the head coach. So we're just going to give you this dumb cornered office job. Yeah, we're putting you on coach <laughs> duty. Yeah, so, and then they put in uh, Brian Keefe. And Bri- that's weird, too. That's funny, too, because Brian Keith was a career assistant as well in like a variety of different places. and. This is his chance. Uh, can he earn it? I don't know. The Wizards are No, playing.
0: no, he has no chance. But
1: the Wizards Any so any bad. thoughts on West Unsold? No. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it but no. They, it was a very forgettable run. I mean, did you? It's is it his fault.
0: He comes in, you have Bradley Beal, you have this team that's just mediocre. This <laughs> and...
1: lineup decision making was pretty bad.
0: It was, but you come in with, okay, you have a superstar and you have people who will yourself to a play-in game. Then, all right, we're going to now bottom out. We need to get rid of everybody on our team.
1: And Beal was we'll, hurt for most of his run there.
0: Beal was always hurt. Okay, let's bring in poor Zingas because Beal had never played with the big man. He's only played with guards. Let's try that. Well, poor Zingas is hurt now. Beal is hurt. Oh, Beal's hurt. Beal's hurt. And then you just, okay, let's... let's strip the house bear. Let's get everybody out. Let's bring in, you know, uh, besides the questionable drafting and mm-hmm. underachievement, it, all it comes down to is, is he developing the players, which re- wasn't really, you couldn't really, there was no
1: Johnny Davis. It's just a complete miss, unfortunately. And he has got that weird Markel Fultz thing where it's in his head, where he like can't make a jump shot anymore. It's very strange. Or he like completely changed the way he shoots the ball. It's like, Sad. You know, I think Avdia is not an efficient player, but I see I see potential there. He can get triple. He's efficient as
0: he is the jack of all trades glue guy.
1: Tyus Jones is a good trade candidate. You can get value for him. Somebody he, he's
0: him. got great value. Kyle Kuzma's got great value. Mm-hmm. Jordan Cool is Kuzma's just a, was
1: weird because he kind of lives in the paint but he doesn't always have like a scoring outburst. Sometimes he'll just have a game where he rebounds well, but he doesn't, he he only gets like 10 or 15 points. But
0: as a second or third option, Oh, yeah, sure. He's an upgrade. And then over Jordan,
1: Jordan Poole. I mean, it, listen, you know what you were getting when you got Jordan Poole. He's a guy who shoots a lot. And he's not efficient. I mean, it, it is what it is. They need to hit a home run in the draft if they put themselves in a position to get a top pick or a high pick. Twenty. We don't have to talk about it too much. Uh, we got later months to do it, but the 24 class is not ripe. So maybe, like, when Cooper Flagg comes up at 25, along with some other candidates, maybe— It's not
0: right, but there's always talent you could take from there. Yeah, there's always— You, you there's think always back hope. to the terrible 2013— Giannis came from that because he was just a low-level prospect.
1: When went number one, a lot of people thought that top was weak. And, and I know Orlando's struggling at this very moment, but Paulo Bencaro turned away. Hey, around.
0: top four. Top four, you said they're going to have home-court advantage this that's the hill you chose they're, to die they're, they're, on this they're year. trying
1: man they're trying to make good on my promise I, uh, I right, now the they're at the, of- right now they're at the eighth spot yeah you know what i take that back it's not going to happen the knicks really went on a run since they made that trade that hasn't changed since our last episode julius Randle messed up his shoulder so uh that's going to be bad we'll see if they can overcome it with brunson and maybe ananobi and um some other players like josh hart getting more um Scoring output, um, but they the Knicks are playing really well. Cleveland is sort of in a groove again uh, with Jared Allen and and Donovan Mitchell as a one two, um, and the Pacers are. I know they, <laughs> I know they gave up a bazillion points to Devin Booker, but they did win that game. And Ty- well, Halliburton's out, so the uh, Albert's out, but got Siakam obviously in the trade. So, and he had a really good game in that Suns game. So. It, you know, it can but I, look, that whole thing I brought up was because can Orlando get back in it? Well, the two games over 500, all these other teams are 10 over. It's going to be hard. I would say probably not. The other prediction I had made, remember, was that we will see a one. I think I said we will see an 80 or 90 point game. I'm starting to realistically think we might, ha- we might see it. I think someone's going to get very close to Kobe and try to break it. I really do. You think it's going to happen? This
0: year, we're getting closer and closer, and I more just, and more.
1: It, it will happen, it will happen. Someone will get 80 in a game, like in 25 or 26 or 27. It will happen. Will it happen this year? Mm. It, it, someone's gonna try. Someone that's, is gonna try.
0: That's what you said. So, here is you know, I'm tr- I try to every episode now give you sort of a thinker question, a quick, yeah, uh-huh. You know, how it, we always do the what ifs and everything.
1: Yeah, that's how the podcast.
0: Yes. So, what if we go back to last year's draft? What if things went as everybody said they should have? What if Sacramento, who was supposed to take Jaden Ivey, didn't take Keegan Murray? Hmm. Do you think Detroit's woes are all just break breaks back to that one little curveball from Sacramento?
1: That now, I mean, I don't want to sound like the Miami Heat, but that's where it, c- it comes down to culture. That the thing that's really interesting with Keegan But Sacramento
0: Murray, also had a.
1: That's what I'm saying. Country. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, Keegan Murray got there just the right time, and he was he was a perfect fit for the fact that they had Sabonis and Fox, who were offensively affiliated players, and and Keegan fit perfectly because I don't think I, I'm gonna be honest, Adam. I don't. I know people knew he was a great field goal percentage guy in Iowa. I don't even think pe- most scouts even thought Keegan Murray was going to be a sharpshooter. Like, I think that surprised a lot of people. Uh, Jayden, had Jayden, a lot it of was supposed to
0: be Jaden and like Ivy, Ivy. And then uh, Darren Fox were supposed to be the fastest two people in the court and they would just blow by. Yeah, you. That was
1: the, that was the gimmick. Yes. <laughs> and then
0: Detroit would have gotten Keegan Murray and it would have been C- Cade and Keegan. And that team would look different. And then,
1: well, like let me flip it. Look at the guy I picked after I, He was Ben Matherin. If Ben Matherin went to Detroit, he'd probably be a slightly better prospect, but they would still be bad.
0: No, they'd be better because Ben just shoots uh, threes. I don't agree
1: with that one. That Detroit doesn't to...
0: have Detroit doesn't have three point shooters. Yeah, and he'd be better than what he is. But would he be? Would it be a superstar level? No, he wouldn't be. But he would be more complimentary to that Detroit team, who is yeah, lacking but- outside shooting.
1: But I agree. I, I agree with kind of where you're leaning. Like Murray's a special player. Uh, is he on the level of Chet and Paolo? No.
0: No. No. But- no. He's he's gonna be good. And so, that, like I said, I'm i just trying to think of questions
1: about, like that. Kind of remind that's the story you always hear, and it's funnily, it also involves, involves the Pistons about Carmelo Anthony. They always ask that question, like, "Well, I don't even think he would have been a good fit with that Pistons team. They probably he probably could have made them worse, even though he was twenty times better than Darko. But sometimes, I guess it's just about fit and because they
0: because they would have gotten rid of Bogdanovich because they had Murray at the three. They could have upgraded some other pieces, and it's just like. Sometimes it takes bad luck and some, you know, bad drafting. And do you feel
1: confident enough in the Kings to feel like they're in a situation where every year they're going to be good as long as they have Fox and Sabonis? Like, even if they lose Bunk and free agency, like, you think they're just always going to be good? Like, do you think that they have a good system in place now? No, no, absolutely not. Because
0: it's a windows are short, and b in the West, windows are even shorter. Because let's think to next year when you have. Uh, Utah, who should be another year into their redevelopment. I don't know what they're doing, but
1: we'll find Golden out more in two weeks. By the time we get to the deadline, we'll know a lot more about Utah.
0: You have Golden State next year. Who's going to supposed to have bounced back to to give you know, this revamped can roster? Can I just call?
1: Can I just call it now about Golden State? I don't think they're going to make the plan, Adam. That's what you said a couple of
0: weeks ago. I said gonna you watched it.
1: them. They look terrible. and they... I think either Houston or Utah is going to stay there. Dude, Utah is on a roll from a wins perspective. I don't know what's going on. I know that Danny Ainge is going to take it in two weeks, but it's they don't lose many games. They had a three. They had... A six-game winning streak, they had the game postponed with Golden State because of the death of their assistant coach, which was a shame. Um, and then um, a three-game losing streak, and then they bounced back with two wins in a row against the, the bottom of the league, which was Washington and Charlotte. But, like, Markkinen's playing well, Clarkson's playing well, John Collins seems to finally be fitting somewhat. Like, that team's not bad.
0: No, yeah, we mentioned with, with Golden State, they have to, you have to take out two teams essentially you gotta take out Houston and Utah it sounds easy but you also have like the Lakers clawing in and Dallas still clawing in and then your your Pelicans still clawing yeah. in. it's just like it's hard Luka Dantich, when every...
1: like Luka Doncic is the centerpiece of most NBA talks because of the 73 point game which is amazing it's the fourth most in single game ever but the Mavericks are in the eighth spot you know they're not safe.
0: Is that trade looking worse and worse every day?
1: Are you talking about the Kyrie deal?
0: The Luca for Trey Young.
1: Yeah, it's ironic too because that was against the Hawks, huh? Um, is that yeah, sort Trae, of looking
0: like a like a Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson I, I, swap? I'll, or I'll be
1: one of the last ones to die on the hill and say it's not the worst. It, it's not like it's not incredibly lopsided. Trey Young is a special player.
0: Trey Young is an all-star. Trey Young is a max player. But he's gotten how many coaches fired now? He's gotten how many players can't play alongside, alongside him. Oh, we like DeJounte Murray. They can't play together. We will give up four first-round picks to get him because he was the missing piece. And then You know what's, you know what's to-
1: crazy, too, about that? That guy hit two straight game winners. <laughs> he hit two budget beaters in a row. And it's like, yeah, we need to trade him. Like, no, he's a winner. Uh, let me ask you about the all-star starters. I know it's fan-driven. Uh, any surprises for you?
0: No. no, like you can have all the arguments you want, but who? The same thing when it comes to the reserves. Who are you taking off that list?
1: Well, you know uh, Halliburton made sense. Julian would have said should be in there. It's fan
0: driven, it. therefore it doesn't count. Like, mm-hmm. but like reserves. Well, you know uh, Scotty Barnes should make it. Well, then who are you taking off that list again? Well, they all deserve it. It's Don't very
1: reserves soon. Um. I want Paolo to make it. I want Anthony Edwards to get his first one. Is there any other ones you're thinking about? Maybe Scotty Barnes.
0: Scotty Barnes should make it. Jalen Brunson league, should make it. Dude,
1: Adam, I just thought about this. Just kind of rattling off names for reserves. The league is so fucking good. It really is. Like there's so many good players in the league. It's they do have
0: a lot of lot of like stars. Jalen Brown
1: might not make it as a reserve. You know that? He shouldn't because White should make it over him. I know like it's just like the league is just loaded. But um I really I, I said the two names already. I want Paolo to make his first one in the East, I want Anthony Edwards to make his first one in the West.
0: Those guys Well, Anthony Edwards is gonna make it and Anthony Edwards it's fun watching him continue to grow and continue to get better. Yeah.
1: He does I mean, he's not perfect he had a game where he kind of went off he's a knucklehead but yeah he lost the spurs because they 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 just he just took all the shots and then he'll have a game oh cat's hot we'll just give him the ball and i won't shoot well you just took yourself out of the equation buddy so now it's one versus five (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta be smarter than that guy um but he's he's a stud and yeah, just a lot of potential, Just, a, but we had a lot of news. I'm sure there'll be a little bit more going on with some trades when we come back. We'll see when it is. It we'll might see
0: be when there's news, there's yeah. news. If there isn't, mm-hmm. there isn't. We still find time to find topics somewhere, somehow. Mm-hmm. And the only
1: other small thing that I'm kind of starting to become alarmed by, yeah. a lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts. So if you're a betting man... Hit those overs, <laughs> hit those overs hard. There's some teams sort of like quit, like packing it in for the All Star break already.
0: All right. Well, hopefully things will start to sort themselves out, and then the Tankathon will slowly, you know, dust off the car and yeah, but fire we can't it up. Take, and we
1: have to keep, we have to keep going.
0: We then that Matt, we will. Maybe so. we,
1: maybe next week we could just talk about the Super Bowl. Maybe we could have a special episode where we just talk about football.
0: Well, we we had last week where we talked coaches for the first ten minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I listen. Like the NFC South got two new coaches. They're trying to be bad still. The Saints. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a franchise have something given to them on a silver platter and still screw it up, like the Saints? Like like what in the NBA? Like what other team was like? Oh what, yes. What
0: golden platter thing have the Saints had?
1: Uh, winning the division because. They have no good quarterbacks in that division.
0: Oh, they, they should have won, but, and that's why the offensive coordinator should have gone in the midseason, And then nobody's shocked when he did go. And basically with, with, with GM right now, and Loomis is your franchise is tied to this offensive coordinator. So the pick has to be right. It has to be important because if he fails, that whole coaching staff is getting the ax.
1: Yep. So the last straw, it's the last straw. Yeah. And Rita Benson, I know this is not the saints podcast, but Rita Benson's too nice. She's too nice. You know, so I, you know, I guess sometimes owners are just afraid to pull the trigger. And we saw, you know, to go back to the conversation about, you know, Milwaukee was it knee jerk reaction? Yeah. Uh, was it callous? Oh, for sure. But it was panic. They probably made the right choice though. I would say, you know, like nobody's, Vader, well,
0: Doc, well,
1: they didn't want to see a Joe Missoula situation. And I'm not saying because Joe Missoula is still there. Okay. But for now, yeah. But, but like, there was a lot of panic in the postseason. Like, oh man, he's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. That's what um, they did. That's what Milwaukee didn't want. So they tried to get a X's and O's guy. I just think they got the wrong one. Like they could have gotten anybody. They could have gotten. Uh, give me someone off the street. They could have. Who's not Van coaching Dundee. right now. Yeah, Van, uh, they could have gotten anybody. It's like, you God rivers really
0: all right (laughs) for Andrew Rich I am Adam Murray
1: have a good one take care